Hello, hello. You are listening to Apricity. Apricity means the warmth of the sun in the winter. My name is Sion Camille. I am your host. I am joined today by a special guest, Kayla Rose. (laughs) And we are at Spotify recording. Literally what? Like what the fuck is life? We're just casually at Spotify Also, we've never met before, but it feels like we've been best friends forever. So I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And I saw you post on TikTok yesterday and you were like, 17-year-old Kayla wouldn't have believed that I'm sitting in a high-rise apartment in LA. I'm going to record at Spotify tomorrow. And I was sending you voice memos. I was on a walk when I saw that video. And I'm on my walk and I'm like, 17-year-old Sion would be shocked at how good life got like I was so it was the end of the world yeah everything felt so big when you're a teenager especially and hormones are raging like everything feels like the actual end of the world yeah also being a teenager is just hard you're just figuring (laughs) shit out you're learning so many lessons and you're also learning how to like interact with people in a new way for the first time I can't believe it. Like, I can't believe we're here. Yeah, little me would just be like, whoa, whoa. But also there's a part of me that little me would also be like, duh, obviously. Like, we knew that we wanted to create amazing things and we wanted, like, a big, exciting life. Like, I did know that from a really young age. So I think there's a part of me that's like, see, like, you can do it. And then there's another part of me that's like, well, obviously you know I do have that kind of stability and confidence within myself and I feel like even when I was lost when I was young and felt engulfed by emotions there was still this thread this part of me that always knew that I would make it work and I would make it happen because that's just kind of who I was like once I set my mind to something I was like done let's do it <laughs> yeah like let's take action like I talk about that so much in my podcast like taking action literally has enabled me to create everything that I've created. Mm-hmm. And also just having that deep inner knowing and inner trust when you're young. Mm. Like, you have no idea how you're going to get there. You have no idea what it is exactly that you want, but it's like a feeling. Yeah. And I think that's the most important thing. Like, you know the feeling of the life you want. You know kind of what you want to do like did you know you wanted to do a podcast no not a podcast but I knew that I always wanted to be a performer like I grew up doing musical theater and and dance and played piano and I sang and I knew that's what lit me up and I think that's the secret is looking to your younger self and being like what lit me up the most because our younger selves know they have this innate wisdom that I honestly feel I honestly feel like it comes from like past lives and just having natural like talents and abilities that you have brought on in this current life from all the lifetimes you've lived before. And I think younger us, they know that so well and they see it so clearly, even if our, you know, our mind, our egoic mind, our three-dimensional material world mind, even if we can't conceptualize what it is, it's exactly what you said. We can feel it. We can feel like oh, I know kind of what I'm supposed to do. No, I didn't know that I wanted to do a podcast. I didn't know that I wanted to even talk about mental health and spirituality. I didn't grow up religious or into spirituality or into any of this stuff. I didn't grow up 
you know, understanding mental health, learning about the brain, learning about the body. This is all new in the last like five, six years of my life. So even though I didn't know that, I knew the feeling of sharing art and performing and also the flow state that you get into when you're on stage is like the same flow state that you get into when you're on the mic, like right here. Like it's like you black out. Like I would go on stage as a kid and I'd be like, I know that I didn't mess up, so I think that I did a good job, but also I remembered nothing because I completely forget. I just blacked out, and that's exactly what happens when I am on the mic. It's like channeling. That's, I, re- I didn't realize it till about a year into doing the podcast, what channeling was, what it felt like, but it's the feeling of when you are so deeply in the present moment that you can't even remember what you did because your mind's not even trying to hold on to the memory. Your hippocampus is not even holding on to the memory because you are so deeply present that you just kind of like black out. And that's how I feel like when we're on the mic. Like with Lindsay, we just recorded and I'm like, I don't know what we talked about. I don't, I don't-, I don't know anything that happened. Yeah. It's so crazy because I have talked about this on a podcast episode before where it's when you speak with someone in a room like this you go into a different universe the vortex the vortex we're in a vortex there's no time there's no windows there's no windows (laughs) putting the headphones on is a vortex it is every single time and that flow state just i knew that's what i wanted to do was to be present be in flow state be performing And even if it's not performing, like, on stage, like, on Broadway, like, it's me showing up online and sharing my thoughts, sharing my art, sharing who I am, sharing my ideas, sharing my lessons. And it feels like the same, the same thing to me, honestly. It is. Yeah. It is. Because life and art are the same thing. Like, when you write, when you dance, when you, like, it's all the same. Yeah. I love that I'm talking to you as a writer because I feel like writers as artists just get it (laughs) they just get it because you have to like sit so deeply with your thoughts and you have to alchemize your emotions into words which I know we're going to talk about on our podcast so you can always listen to skinny dipping to listen to that but that's why I love talking to writers because I think that they get the flow state so deeply and like flow state can't be taught it's just felt Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah, I think also as a writer, your job is to observe the world and to simply just be a witness to everything without judgment. Because when you're always trying to create opinions of things, like opinions of people, opinions of the world, like you are altering the experience a little mm-hmm. bit. And I think something that I love about writing is there's no good or bad. Like it just is. And, wow. and that's how like nature is. that's how life is that's yeah. how spirituality is like when you're talking about writing I'm like that's how I see spirituality is looking at the world without judgment mm-hmm. like literally just being in the seat of the observer that's what spirituality truly is to me if I could conceptualize the big practice within one sentence it's literally being the observer mm-hmm. and I love that writing does that for you because I feel like podcasting also does that for me you know I get to like see the world through other people and then kind of summarize and mirror back to them what they're saying to me what they're feeling to me and I think that is just like so beautiful because I'm really not you know I'm making the best effort that I can to be non-biased and just to like observe and just to listen you know and learn yeah and you have to be present to do so like (laughs) like you can't like 
fix the situation or alter it or you know you just have to be present with that person so I feel like it's similar with podcasting is writing you're just genuinely observing the person and being like how can I how can I mirror back to them like their beauty Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and I was thinking on the way here like I'm so thankful for you and I'm so thankful for your audience and your audience might not even know me <laughs> like they be, but they are the reason I'm here yeah wow. and you are the reason I'm here and I was just like this is such a magnetic moment like I can't believe all of the things that had to happen outside of my control in order for me to be here today in order for both of us to be here today at yeah. Spotify and there's so much magic involved in that like we can't Chills. explain why we're here yeah <laughs> but it honestly makes me like immediate chills immediate, immediately immediately like, want to cry <laughs> yeah immediate like just tearing up and like feeling feeling that because like I'm so proud of myself and I'm so proud of you too and honestly there's nobody that I rather like out of all my recordings this week like this is definitely the one I'm most excited for because Aww. I feel like you like I feel like I really deserve to be here and I also feel like you really deserve to be here I think you're an amazing I mean, intellectual. That's what I said to Lindsay earlier. I was like, <laughs> she's an intellectual. Sion is an intellectual. Because you are. Like, when I listen to your words, it brings me freedom because I feel understood. Mm. So thank you. All you see in me is just you. Like, we're just reflecting <laughs> back. To, we're just an infinity mirror for each other. We really are an yeah. infinity mirror. Mm-hmm. And, like, even just, like, your face. I'm like, wow, you're so beautiful. And then I'm like, wait, but I'm also so beautiful. Yes. <laughs> yes. I saw the sparkles on your face when I walked in. I was like, yep. Yeah. That's this the first so thing I realized about you, too. I When we hugged, mm-hmm. when we embraced, and yeah. I saw the sparkles on your eyes, I was like, I also came with sparkles. <laughs> it was literally my first thought. I, like, spirit just wants us to be connected. Mm-hmm. I just feel it really deeply. I feel that, too. Yeah. So I want to talk more about magnetism with mm-hmm. you. Because to be here, to come from Hawaii to Spotify Studios in Los <laughs> Angeles to record... <laughs> that is magnetism defined. <laughs> that is crazy. Wait, crazy, right? Mm-hmm. There's always that balance of like, you know, being so proud of myself and then just being like the imposter syndrome like we talked about earlier. Obviously that like does come in, but I think today was the first time that I came into the studio. It's my third time here in LA. And it's the first time that I came in and I didn't really feel the imposter syndrome that much. I felt confident. I felt secure. I felt like this is normal. This is my life. I deserve to be here. And it's the first time. And the first time that I came to Spotify was earlier January 2023. It's crazy to see how I've become more secure in myself. And sometimes the opportunities present themselves before you're ready. And I think that's really important to know because, you know, people think they won't get the opportunities because they won't, they're not ready. But in in truth, you will get the opportunities before you're ready. And then it's up to us to raise our our confidence and release the self-doubt so that we can meet that opportunity. And I feel like this year has been such an embodiment of that for me, for sure. And yeah, the magnetism is, she's popping. And I was writing an episode for next year and I voice memoed it to you, kind of telling you this sequence that I feel like creates 
magnetism. Can I talk about it for a second? Yes. Yes, okay. please. Okay, because I feel like I love taking things and breaking them down so that they feel tangible and they feel actionable because it's like magnetism is an energy, but it's also not a science, but it, it, it is a sequence, I feel like. The first thing that I feel like is so important, it's it's mind, body, spirit, but it's body, spirit, mind. So the body is so important when prepping for magnetism. And I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this because I haven't talked about this with anyone yet, but because it's just been in my journal and in my mind. <laughs> so excuse me if I'm a little scattered because of that. But basically, I feel like the body being prepped is a prerequisite for magnetism because I know that I can be in my most magnetic, attractive, vibrant brilliant expansive state when my body is prepped for that and that looks like taking care of my gut because scientifically 90% of your serotonin is created in your gut so that's my happy chemicals that's what you know that's my state mood stabilization chemicals which I feel like is a key when working with magnetism because I want to feel the best that I can in my body that also involves movement because I don't know if you listen to Dr. Reagan Shattagy but I love his podcast. He's a doctor, of course, in the name. And he talks about how they're showing that movement is more powerful for depression and anxiety than medication. And I just, when I heard that, I mean, I immediately believed it because I feel it for myself. The days that I don't move are the days that I feel most anxious, most in self-doubt, most in confusion and indecision. So I need to move stagnant energy out of my body. So taking care of my gut moving my body I feel like that all taking care of my body in general is that prerequisite for magnetism and it all works together in in this cohesive way I don't know have you experienced that in your life that like the body is our vessel for these experiences we need to nurture her yeah I seriously believe that the best way to process your emotions if you're going through it is to go and walk or go and run I always say, like, run until your heart is just, like, pounding and you're, like, in your body. You're fully in your body because sometimes we get so trapped up here Mm -hmm. that we forgot to be here. I just realized I'm (laughs) using a hand movement. Sometimes we're so in our head we forget to be in our body. And I was on a very heavy dose of antidepressants. I don't know if I've told you this before. I honestly think... You may have mentioned it, yeah. but I don't know too much. Yeah, when I was younger, I took antidepressants for five years, mm-hmm. and it didn't make me feel better. And I tried wow. three different antidepressants. I had really bad anxiety, and I was like, okay, this is not working for me. I can't feel anything. I didn't feel terrible, but I also didn't feel good. You and felt nothing. I felt nothing, no. and I'm such an advocate for medication. I think that... Mm. If you need something, you should be able to have it. Yes, I agree. But it's not a one thing fits all. Like, all of us are different. All of us have different things that work for us. Mm -hmm. And really what I needed was to go connect with nature and to go be in my body every single day because I wasn't showing up for myself like that before. I wasn't exercising. I wasn't moving. I mean, nobody teaches us, though. So it's no. like also giving our younger selves so much grace because yes. we really ha- did have to like 17 year old this- me. Yes, 17 year old us. <laughs> they didn't know. And they didn't teach us that in school. Like they, you know, they didn't teach us the the value of all of these things of 
like I think we're gonna get into in, in a second like the spiritual side shadow work but also like moving your body taking care of your body how to calm your nervous system regulate your nervous system no one taught us this right that's why I'm so passionate about it because I'm just like if younger me knew oh my gosh and also it's like you did the best with the tools you had at the time exactly and that's yeah. why I'm such a I strongly voice this and I know it's controversial to talk about that because a lot of people are like very much believe if you have really bad depression then you need to take medication mm. and that just wasn't my story so I'm like I'm okay with speaking about it even if I may be misunderstood because I'm not saying this is what everyone needs to do yeah I'm saying this is what I did this is what worked for me and it's your personal experience yeah yeah and you can do both that's the thing is you can be yeah. on medication and take care of the body and feel amazing. Yeah. And I think I love what you said about how, like, your gut plays such a big role. Such a big role. What you're eating. Are you sleeping enough? Like, Oh, my God. Sleep. Are you getting things. vitamin D? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Vitamin D is literally huge for your gut, for your metabolism. Like, I got a blood panel done recently because I'm working on rebalancing my hormones after – like eight years of birth control I've been off for two years but I've just been like so up and down so I finally did a blood panel and he was like honestly what you know you have like kind of like lower on the scale is not what other people have a problem with he was actually like your metabolic function is amazing and he's like and your vitamin d levels are amazing and that's just like huge so I feel like especially in the winter take your vitamin d like Honestly, vitamins are are, are huge, honestly. Mm-hmm. I think it's so important for us to, like, get the nutrients that we need. I love taking care of my body. I think it is just, like, that prerequisite. That's the only way to put it, the prerequisite for magnetism. Mm-hmm. It's where it starts. Because, like totally. you said, it, it makes you present in your body. And then we move into, like, the spiritual aspect, the spirit part, which is, like, the shadow work. Because I think we can have magnetism and... It can only come from this place of authenticity. And what I notice people doing is they want to skip the shadow part. (laughs) They want to get to the light part. They want to get to the expansive part. They want to get to the magnetism energy, but they don't want to actually do the shadow work, which is truly questioning your programmings, your past beliefs, moving through and feeling the traumas that you have stored in your body and in your mind and in your energetic fields and that's the second thing that I think is the next prerequisite for magnetism is the spirit part which is one getting in nature like you said I love I loved that you said that because I think that's huge for connecting to spirit connecting to something greater than ourselves connecting to something more powerful than ourselves and the shadow work which is honestly looking at the deep, dark parts of ourselves that we kind of want to avoid and asking them, what do you need? How can I support you? What what age am I when this insecurity, when this emotion, when this programming comes up? What age am I? Mm-hmm. What does that version of myself at seven years old need, at 17-year-old need? Like doing that actual shadow work through journaling, through therapy, through working with practitioners, that is the next thing that I see people skip in magnetism. And I think that's what I really needed in order to have my career, my relationships, my social life, my travel life. To have it expand, I first needed to 
get low, to go high, and to yeah. look at the parts of myself that I had really, really been avoiding, like, my entire life. Like, no one taught me how to feel my feelings. No one taught me how to emotionally regulate. And learning has been a deep process and sometimes a darker process, but, like, through through that darkness is the cracks of light, and then through that is the expansion, honestly. I love that so much. It's you have to sit in the shadows to be able to feel that light and to know what the light is, too. Mm, yeah. And I think I love what you said about going through conditioning and addressing conditioning and being like, OK, where is this coming from? Is this 24 year old Kayla reacting or is it seven year old Kayla who no one heard her and no one was listening to her and she's just kicking and screaming and wanting to be heard like there's, you get it I do you I get do it. get it you get it well, I still it. like 13 year old me gets triggered all the time and me too. seven year old me gets triggered all the time and sometimes I have to separate myself from the experience in front of me and be like okay is how I acted in this situation a reflection of how I feel right now or is it something that I haven't worked through from the past? Yes. So hard to do. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. And 13-year-old yeah. me, that 13 is always the age. 12 and 13 comes mm -hmm. up for me so often because I think that was the first age that my parents started being very, like, controlling. Like, I had mm -hmm. very, like, helicopter parents, which obviously, like, either extremes, like, parents that, like, aren't there for you at all, like, can have a big effect on you. But, like, I had, like... My mom's going to listen to this and she's going to be like, girl, I know. <laughs> like, she, <laughs> like she knows. And like now they're not like that. I mean, still, they can sometimes be like that. But when I was like a teenager, they were very helicoptery, very controlling. And I think that's why 12, 13 year old me comes out so much because it's like, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> I'm going to do what I want to do. And if not, and if no one hears me and nobody wants to listen to me, then I'm going to fucking raise my voice. I'm going to get right. pissed off. And I mean, I think we may have talked about this in the last time I came on your podcast that like anger and that kind of like outburst and reactive emotion is the biggest thing that I've worked through on my spiritual healing, mental health journey for sure. Like that's been the biggest change that everyone around me sees. Like I'm just less reactive now, but I had, it didn't just happen. Like I had to go back to those parts of myself. I had to sit with them. I had to not rush them. I think we try to rush the shadow work and we're like, I want to get to the magnetism part, but it all happens cohesively. And you have to know that it can all happen at once and it's all interconnected. And to not rush those healing parts of yourself, to not rush those like sprints of healing that you probably will go through that will feel really tough, I think is honestly key because I think like a lot of us are like okay I'm done feeling this feeling or I'm done working on this and it's just like you just gotta be patient it's not linear it's it a practice might, it's a practice it's probably gonna come up again even though you know I maybe am 80% less reactive than I used to be I still have those days where I'm like bitching at my partner and then I take a second and I realize oh no I'm actually just really anxious right now or I'm really not feeling heard right now and I'm just like, okay, now I have awareness, but it's a practice to change it literally every single day. Like, and it becomes easier, but it's not an instant fix. No. Yeah. I think the best thing you can do is commit to healing yourself, though, as a practice. Because mm -hmm. when we work on healing ourselves, we heal the world. Yes. And it's so hard to do. It's so hard because you just, you're like, I want to be done. And the thing yeah. is, is like not reacting to that with like, 
oh my gosh, I fucked up again. Like, Mm -hmm. being like, it's okay. Like, it's your first time here. Like, it's your first time (laughs) in this body, in this body, on this planet. And the same goes for our parents, too. I I think I had a lot of anger when I was younger towards my parents. And, like, now I'm like, wait, they did the best they could. Mm -hmm. Like, truly, with the life they were given, with the cards they were dealt, like, of course, they showed up the best they could. And we all are. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like that with everybody in my life, like specifically the people that we can be hardest on, which are the people closest to us. But I've really been implementing that. Like I have been leaning into meeting people where they're at and accepting where they're at and not trying to change anyone or wake them up or get them to shift or realize or see my perspective. Like I feel like that was really coming from this egoic place. And when I realized oh my gosh, like I can just let people be and then I can interact in the ways that I choose and invest my energy in the ways that I choose that put me back into like the autonomy of my life and back into the driver's seat because I think before I wanted, when I first started waking up, I wanted everyone to wake up and now this year's lesson has been, oh, actually it's not my responsibility to wake anyone up or Mm -hmm. to change anyone and in fact, the greatest vibration that I can take on and the embodiment of unconditional love that I can take on is actually accepting people where they're at and meeting them where they're at and offering them that compassion to be like, they're just doing the best they can with what they've been given, you know? Yeah. I adore you. I just love like everything you say. I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I adore you. I yeah. feel it. I feel like the soul connection so much. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, wait, are we in love? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, do like are we friends or are we in love both both (laughs) probably both (laughs) but I love like what you're describing is detachment Mm, and I think for me that came so much later in my journey definitely because I was like everyone like I want to just like shake them I'm like wake up like (laughs) yeah (laughs) but then you realize like in a way then you're attached to how other people are acting and what they're doing and when you're attached to what other people are doing you are never going to be happy. Like, no matter who it is, Literally. you can't control people. Exactly. And the one thing that I do to always catch myself, the actionable step is asking myself, what am I making it mean? Like, what is the story behind this? Because what happens is somebody does something, we get attached to it, we take it personally, and then we make it mean a spiral of a tornado like we make it mean so much more than it actually is somebody's one action does not equal like this entire story that we are assuming and making up so whenever I see myself telling myself a story about somebody what they think about me or what like they're doing or their intentions I'm like wait (laughs) we need to back it up (laughs) yeah it's just like is this truth and most of the time It's not. It's also important to remember when we are sensitive, intuitive beings like you and I, there are moments where we actually do know what the fuck is going on. And that actually is an intuitive download. But I've actually realized, even though I know, even though my even though because of my intuition and my sensitivity and my ability to observe, even though I know why this person is doing this or how they feel like, even though I probably do know, and it probably is accurate, it's still causing me suffering to react to that and to act on that and yeah to detach is just freeing me from that suffering so now I'm I'm not in the business of changing people (laughs) I'm done I'm done that was my that was my lesson the last two years the last two year karmic cycle and yeah with the north node switching and everything like I've felt that big shift of being like oh I learned that lesson 
Yeah. The lesson is learned. So we're both turning 25 soon. I turned yes. 25 in three weeks, which I'm just like, Oh what? my gosh. <laughs> but Wait. our prefrontal cortex are almost formed. Yes. And so it's like our decisions and our ability to just navigate the world is becoming so much easier so much easier that's why I think like 17 year old me going back to her I think like she was just struggling and now I'm like wow like I look at things in a different way and I think partially it is the self-work but it's also literally brain development like you said yeah like we're just becoming more aware which is beautiful so beautiful okay so we talked about shadow work yes so we have the body prerequisite yes then we have the spirit prerequisite which is nature and shadow work, 100%. There's probably others just connecting to something greater than you, I feel like, is this prerequisite for building that trust muscle, which the trust muscle is what we really need to get into the mind part because now with magnetism, now we are prepped for the mindset because it really is mindset. It's, first of all, knowing what you want to get what you want. It's so funny because I gave that advice to a friend of mine like two months ago and then last week I was in like indecision mode, super overwhelmed. I was also like on my period or about to start my period. So I knew, always, always. I knew it was that. I knew it wasn't me. Yeah. I knew it yeah. wasn't my brain. I knew it was just like literally a hormonal imbalance going on. And my friend gave me this advice back to me that I had given her two months before and it really worked for her the way her life transformed after I told her this. And then she said it back to me. And I was like, girl, you just told me my own advice. And she's like, you needed to hear it. I'm like, it always works that way. But I basically said to her, you have to know what you want to get what you want. And sometimes it can, like we said in the beginning, it can be a feeling. But also to have clarity on what you want really does help to create the life that you want to attract. Of course, like I didn't put it on my 2023 bingo card to you know, come to Spotify and do this whole thing. But what I did know was I wanted to expand my podcast. I wanted to feel affirmation from the universe that this is the path I should keep going on. I needed like that, that, you know, rope to grab onto to be like, no, keep going. And this was that for me. So I knew that I wanted that. And then, you know, also allowing room for the universe to surprise you is very important. But knowing the feeling of what you want and kind of knowing an idea about what you want really helps in magnetism. So that is where the mind comes into play because we need to work on being decisive. You know, I think a lot of us who grew up people pleasing or just wanting to like mediate situations which I feel like maybe you can relate to can get stuck in indecision and it's so important for us to practice like making decisive decisions in small moments so when we get to the big moments we can be like okay what do I what do I want you know so that's the first thing around mindset and then the second thing really comes from the self-concept which self-concept is what do you believe about yourself? What do you believe about the world? What is your mindset around the way you belong in the world? What you deserve? Your relationships? Like that's all involved in self-concept and that really comes from truly knowing your worth, knowing your value and of course stems from self-love. That's where the mindset finally comes in and I think the biggest thing around magnetism is that mindset of I don't even know exactly what I want. I have an idea of what I want but I know that this is what I deserve because because I am me. It's not like I have to achieve something or prove something or or do anything to prove that to myself. It's genuinely that I believe that I am inherently worthy and I know that I came into this life to help other people and also help myself. 
So knowing that and having that self-concept and having that mindset of being like, no, I actually really do deserve all the amazing things that are for me in the future and for me now and that were for me in the past, that mindset is really where I feel like magnetism is created. And then everything before that is just like the prerequisite to prep our mind for really believing it and building that trust muscle because the trust muscle is something we have to build because a lot of us have you know, betrayed our own trust or been told as a child that, you know, you shouldn't make decisions or I need to make these decisions for you. I know what's best for you from society, from our parents, from school. So we have to rebuild that trust muscle to be like, no, I trust myself. And in that trust and in all these prerequisites of prepping the body and the spirit and the mind, then we can actually be like, fuck, I love myself and I fucking deserve this. And let's go (laughs) yeah like let's go let's do it so yeah that's like the overall arcing theme that i see in in magnetism but i'm curious to see what you think about magnetism how do you feel like you create a magnetic aura that attracts the things that you want in life well first of all i want to dive deeper into all those things you just said okay 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 yes i think they're they're also how i attract because i strong believer in the law of attraction Mm -hmm. and you mentioned a lot of things that I think really go into the law of attraction Mm -hmm. something I learned when I initially got into all that work is if you want something you have to know what you're asking for Mm -hmm. which is why I love you talking about decisiveness because that's huge like when you go to a coffee shop and if you were to just like stand there and stare (laughs) at the barista they'd be like They'd be like, okay, like, am I making you a matcha? Am I making you an oat milk latte? Like, you need to be like, I want an oat milk latte with vanilla. And honey. And and then, boom, they're going to give you an oat milk latte with vanilla. If they're not super busy and don't get your order confused, you know? But, like, you have to know what you're asking for Mm -hmm. to get what you want. And decisiveness is so hard. I'm an ADHD girly, so, like, I always use the fig tree analogy. I don't know if you know that one. No, tell me it. Okay, tell I, us the analogy. So the analogy is, I actually have a whole episode on this analogy because it truly just, the fig tree is my Roman empire. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry if you guys are sick of that term because I get it, but it is. So Sylvia Plath has this analogy in her book, The Bell Jar. Mm. And the main character is talking about how there's so many life paths she could go down. She's like sitting beneath this fig tree and she's like, I want each and every fig, but... I know that choosing one meant losing all the rest. Okay. And so she sits there, and then eventually all the figs fall off the tree, and they rot, and she doesn't <laughs> get anything. But it's yeah. it's so true. Like, wow. you have to just choose – you just have to choose a path, and it doesn't mean that you can't have the other ones. Like, she was like, one fig is being a mother. One fig – is being like a brilliant poet one fig Mm. is being a scientist and I often feel that way as a multi-dimensional being who has multifaceted yeah like yes and we all are we're all multifaceted beings exactly no and I love that I think you actually have told me about the fig tree but I didn't remember and now oh my god now it's coming back to me it's (laughs) flooding my brain and I'm like yes when you set like it's a that's a little bit how I feel right now about where should I live like where should I move like not knowing if Maui is my home not knowing you know I actually like have more friends and connections in LA than I do in Maui but 
there is also parts of LA that I I wouldn't want to live here honestly a little bit part of me very and fair. very <laughs> fair and then there's also part of me that's like should I live in Australia so I'm looking at all these figs being like where do I live but then I'm just not really making any decisions and indecision has been coming up a lot for me because actually I'm a very decisive person so to be an indecision I'm like whoa now I know how other people feel like this is actually feeling you know it feels difficult it feels uncomfortable that's what I would say it feels like discomfort and I think the number one thing that I'm realizing is that it's not that serious (laughs) like like the decisions that I make I mean some decisions are serious yes this is not like an umbrella term but like you know deciding what path I want to take in life like I can just switch paths at any time if I'm not enjoying the one that I that I am taking currently. And if I am enjoying the one that I'm taking currently, then I don't really have to make any decisions right now. And if I'm looking at all these places that I want to live, I'm just like, it's not that serious. How grateful am I to actually have options? Like, that's so great. And realizing there's no right or wrong answer. No. Right or wrong, good or bad, only exists in the three-dimensional. Totally. And the world that we're moving into that is expansive, that exists in multitudes, that is multifaceted and multidimensional, that 4D that we are moving into, that all of us are experiencing the shift right now from the Iron Age of like the physical, the physical, the tangible, the labels, the identities into the golden age of expansion, of ideas, of encapsulating everything within nothing and nothing within everything (laughs) what I'm realizing is there's no right or wrong there's no good or bad and when I truly like ingrain that new programming that new understanding in my brain like I'm like okay it doesn't matter what decision I take but taking no decision is making a decision absolutely you're still making a choice you're still making a choice by being an indecision so it's just like rip off the band-aid make the decision and realize that you can change your mind at any point um, I was listening to the 15-minute mornings with Abraham and Esther, and actually what came up this morning was indecision. <laughs> and so this is like, of course the universe is like, girl, we need to talk this out. And I'm actually curious to see what you have to say about this because I actually could use some advice because I'm like, do I invest? Like, I'm actually stuck in indecision, and it doesn't happen very often. And the reason why I, I don't think it happens very often is because – I've practiced making decision in the small moments. What I get at a restaurant, I'm very specific. I know what I like. I know what I don't like. I know my taste. I like what I like. I don't like what I don't like. I practice with the clothes that I wear. I know what I want. I'm not going to like try on 10 different outfits. That's not me. And in practicing in those small ways every single day, the big decisions become easier. And typically, I'm really good at making decisions. But this whole where do I live? Where do I belong? Where do I want to build like community has definitely been something that's been on my heart all year so it feels weird to be an indecision because I'm not I'm not used to it it feels very uncomfortable it is so hard with bigger things like this to make decisions I think career relationships where you're gonna live like those are the areas where I find for myself and also my friends I think they have indecision come up the most and I'm moving soon so I actually I do have advice for you on Wait, where are you moving to I'm moving back to LA so I've been living in Colorado and coming back and forth for work which oh, has been okay I've been back and forth every three weeks since I was May. Like, confused I haven't been in one place for more than three weeks since May I've been living Honestly, out of a suitcase same 
honestly same but really? not in two places more so like traveling coming back for three weeks traveling coming back for three right. weeks which like i used to think was my dream and now i'm just like stability I, I want stability i want community me too you move me back to la i'm just like the thing about la Come. is like the people <laughs> yeah like the friends that i have here are the, like the most connected i felt to people like ever yeah. like i have like three to five people where i'm just like y'all are my soul family i wish we lived closer but that's all you need to want to move somewhere and yeah. so i was in colorado and i thought okay i'm kind of at the age where I need to decide where I want to have my roots and like where I want to settle down. And mm -hmm. I was going back and forth about, do I want to live in Colorado? Do I want to live in New York? Cause I have a lot of friends there. My sister's there. Do I want to live in LA, which is where I'm from. And I was like, I just want to go wherever it just feels the warmest and wherever I feel the most connected to myself in all areas of my life. Mm -hmm. And so Colorado, that's where I've been living. And I... I love Colorado. Love Colorado. I could live in Colorado. I, I wish there was more of a community of people my age there. Totally. That's what... In Maui, it's like the nature mm -hmm. is there. The soul connection of spirits there, which I'm sure is kind of what you feel in Colorado. Right. But like the community, people my age, things going on within like my career, like that's not really there. Same. And that was why I decided to come back to California because mm -hmm. I was like... I wake up every morning and I have this beautiful nature every single day. I go for walks in and I'm so connected to my writing practice here. I take really good care of my body here, but I'm kind of lonely. Community is the most important thing f for humans. Like I we're, so we're not meant to be alone. No, we're literally meant to live in a fucking village. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have such soul aligned friendships here mm. and I don't have a ton of friends but my friends that I do have I'm just like you get me you yeah. get it and I feel so lit up being around them and I just feel so safe and so seen what I'm hearing you say is like what's your priority it's like values like what yeah, am I values what value is the most important to me in this season of my life because I think that sometimes they switch yeah and then you're like like when I was younger I think I needed to be alone I needed yeah. to step away from the people I was around because they mm. it, it wasn't for my greatest good but then I think kind of later in the spiritual journey you're like wait I need people like I need to be around people yeah being I feel alone sad is, without yeah. people. Mm -hmm. like it's good to learn how to be alone it teaches you how to love yourself and at the same time eventually you get to that point in your spiritual journey where you're like I'm craving community but like soul community. Yes. And that's not something that you can like force. It literally is just like gifted to you. Like it feels like a gift from the universe, like soul friends. Yes. Like you can't force it. Like you either got it or you don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I feel like we have it like immediately, uh -huh. you know, like that connection. I don't know if you feel that too. No, I do. It's just yes. energy. It's energy. It's not like what I always do is if it's a yes, like if it's a full body yes, the answer is yes. And I might feel fear with it. And I might have anxiety with it. But, like, for example, like, me hanging out with you, me being here today, there's no part of me that says no. Yeah. And that's how you know it's the right choice for you. Yeah, like, you will 100%. feel it fully in your body. Mm. And how you feel after, too, is so telling. Yeah. Are you left, like, feeling lit up? Or are you yeah. feel left feeling, like, drained? I literally feel it in my head. Like, mm -hmm. I'll get, like, a headache. Yeah. If I, like, hang out with people who are draining. And, like... That doesn't mean anything's wrong with them. I don't make it mean as going back to like the stories. I don't make it mean that something's wrong with them. Something's wrong with me. Something's wrong with their connection. No, 
doesn't have to be that. It doesn't have to be all those things. It's just you vibe who you vibe with. And Mm -hmm. it's, but going back to what you said, I feel like the values are what I need to just like sit with and be like, okay. And the one thing that I will say is sitting in indecision is more painful and, and prolonging my suffering way more than actually just making a decision and trying it out, mm-hmm. knowing that I can change my mind at any time. The indecision is what is causing me my suffering in this whole, like, where should I live? Where do I belong? Where is my community? Like, thought the thoughts yeah. that are running around. It's the indecision itself that is causing my suffering, not the actual choices that I have to make. Does that make sense? Totally. In nature, there's fight, there's flight, and there's freeze. Mm -hmm. So it's like you're in freeze right now. Freeze does not feel good. I rather fight or flight. Freeze feels like and the longer you stay in it, the harder it feels to get out. out. So it's just like stop overthinking it. There's no right or wrong. Just make a decision and fucking... And trust yourself. Go for it. I know. The trust muscle. You're going to figure it out. I know. You could move... Like you moved to LA. You're like, wait, I hate it here. Then you moved to Australia. Then you're like, I tried it. And there's no question of what if, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's why I... I thank you for that because I feel like Maui's my hometown. So it's like I know that I want to be there, but it would be fun to explore more before settling down and like buying. I'm planning on like buying a tiny home. Like that was like kind of the plan potentially. So that feels kind of stable, which I like. And at the same time, I'm like, I feel like to try out other places would get rid of any what ifs for me. Mm -hmm. I just don't want to look back and be like, oh, like I shouldn't have like settled down when I was 24 <laughs> on Maui where there's like no no like events or community or nightlife or anything like that it's very like the benefits of Maui is like you're in nature you're surfing every day that is amazing but it's also only fun if you have the right people to share it with and a mm. lot of my people have like had to leave because it's so expensive and so. you can always go back you can always and I go will back if, I know yeah. I'll live there I'll raise my family yeah. there so but I feel like, yeah, the fear comes up for sure. And just, I, of course. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I feel so much for you. And it's, we're at that age. And I think anyone who's in their 20s who's listening, like all of us are sitting beneath a fig tree right now. <laughs> and the best thing yeah. you can do is just grab a fig. Grab one. And if you don't, you taste it, you don't like it set it down and get another one yeah like life don't wait not, for all the yeah but don't wait for the to rot and fall do not be sitting there <laughs> oh no, oh my gosh wait yeah. this is exactly what i need to hear thank you for the therapy session thank you guys so much for listening this was so special to be recording in person at spotify with kayla where can people find you on socials so you can find my podcast skinny dipping the podcast on wherever you listen to podcasts and then i'm at sunday's kk on all platforms at skinny dipping diaries for the podcast find me there come hang out dm me any downloads that you got during this podcast if you want to talk about it if you have insights for me <laughs> tune in yeah thanks love your friends Sion and kayla